Welcome to the More Sense Than Dollars podcast. We're your hosts, Nick and Harry. All right, Nick, we're talking about emergency funds today. Ready for this? Excited to get into it. This is a big piece, the bedrock. It's very important. First, how are you and what's going on in your money world? I'm doing well. I'm I'm a little tired, but that's pretty much a normal day for me. Um, I definitely need to work on my sleep hygiene. It's a new term I've picked up recently. What would your highs and lows be financially? Yeah, in my in my money world, um, I think they are both the high and the low are both a trip to the vet. Um, so my, my I say new puppy, but I guess we've had her for uh, six months now almost. And she had, she had some eye problems. We had to bring her into the vet. Um, so a low, obviously a low, just because it it sucked seeing her um, not well. I guess not that it was serious or anything. But had to dip into the emergency fund. Not not fun to spend money when you're not expecting to. But also a high because the emergency fund was funded. I was able to cover it without really any issue. And that's what it's there for. So I'll be replenishing that shortly that's timely for this episode yeah talking about an example of when to use that was one. not planned what about you any any highs and lows over in harry's money world this past week my low would be the amount that i've spent on eating out lately um during that's tough one yeah i was doing a good job especially during the pandemic of mm-hmm. not eating out too much and now i've gotten back into it because there's just not enough time to cook and I don't really like to. Yeah, we had we had the pandemic 15 and now we're going to have the the post pandemic 15. Exactly. Anything good? Anything stand out? The high would be I'm just about done renovating the house that I bought. Nice. So, it's finally going to it's going to be a rental. So, it's finally going to start making me money instead of being a money pit that I'm throwing money at. So, I'm excited about that. Awesome. Let's get into emergency funds. Um we are going to explain what they are, why you should have them, and you should come away from this episode ready to build one. So I guess right off the bat, what is an emergency fund? It's money that you have ready and set aside for when an emergency happens. Yeah, right. right? Yeah, straight to the point. And emergencies will happen. Yep. Everybody has something in their life it's a, it's kind of a bad way to say it but everyone has something in their life that could go wrong yeah and i th- i want to say here too there's a few different ways people talk about emergency funds um some people definitely and I, I when i say people i'm talking people that give financial advice or, or discuss personal finance and so some people define it as just for the really big things so a loss of a job, death in the family, major medical expense, things like that. Um, there are definitely people out there who wouldn't qualify a minor uh, vet visit as a emergency. But I, I think we both sort of take a more liberal approach to defining emergencies. And it's basically anything that is an unexpected expense. Yeah, and that you wouldn't want to put on a credit card. Yeah. Because... You don't need to. That's the whole point. So depending on your situation, whether you have kids, if you have a pet, if you have a house, you may be open to more emergencies happening. So 
the size of, we'll get into it, but the size of your emergency fund should depend on how many emergencies you could have, right? Yeah. So uh, yeah, I guess before we talk more there, what what is the goal? Like, what is the size? What do you aim for in an emergency fund? It should really be three to six months of your expenses. What does it cost you to live? And we recommend that rule of thumb because it's an amount of money that you could live off of for a few months if you lost your job. And it's also enough to cover a lot of those major expenses like hospital bills or a vet bill or a car accident. Those things are usually in the few thousand dollars range each. And so that's usually what emergency fund works out to be, right? So three to six months. What do you, what's your fund? Emergency funds were one of my big weaknesses in personal finance for a while after I graduated. Um, it, it took me a little while to get to a point where I was prioritizing and building my emergency funds. So for, for a while after graduating, I, I got to one month and I just sat on that for a long time. Um, for the past few years, I've been sitting at three months. And that's like, I, you know, I work in IT. There, there's pretty high demand for, you know, skilled IT workers. Um, I, my last few job searches have, you know, taken less than three weeks from first applications to accepting an offer. So I, I have a pretty good idea for what the market in my field is and how long it would take me to get a new job. Um, you know, in fact, I got, you know, I laid off a couple of years ago and so knew, knew I had enough to cover it because I, I had to use it to cover that. Right. Um, but you know, with, with the new puppy and now that I'm, you know, I've moved in with my girlfriend and, you know, splitting expenses for a car and things like that. I, I mean, I am working on getting that up from the, the three month mark closer to the six month. Um, again, just I, three months would still be good enough to cover a loss of income, but I'm slowly adding potential sources for more emergencies. And so I want to make sure I have money to cover that. The way I think of it is like what could go wrong. And then it's also about your risk tolerance, right? For me, I also go for three months because I feel like that would be enough to cover if I lost my job and needed to get a new one or if my car broke down or I was in the hospital, I'm lucky enough to have pretty decent insurance. So luckily I can hit the three months and then start putting that goals money of my budget towards other things, other investments. Where should we keep it? Or, or where do you keep your emergency fund? And what do you recommend? Yeah, I have mine in an ally savings account online. Um, I think just from some of our discussions offline or, or not on the show i think you're doing similar with yep. yours right yep so I, I mean at the time i i started my relationship with ally they i think they had the highest apy they might not be right now it's it's become so condensed with the dropping interest rates during the pandemic there's hardly a difference now um but yeah keep it in a savings account and that's because you want your emergency fund to be accessible from wherever right um you could you could keep it all in cash in a bag under your bed or stuff it in your mattress. Um, I'm going to actually, let's throw a link in the show notes to this, but I read a story about an Israeli woman who surprised her mom with a new mattress. So mom didn't know about it. She threw out the old mattress, got a new one in, was super excited about surprising her mom. 
And her mom was very surprised, but it was because the old mattress had her life savings in it, $1 million USD, and it ended up in a landfill somewhere. And as far as I could find, was never recovered. That is so sad. Yeah. So she threw out her mom's life savings. Obviously, that's a significantly higher sum than would be in your emergency fund. But it just goes to show you that bad things can happen to cash. So want to have your emergency fund in a savings account or in a bank account and particularly a savings account to get that little bit extra interest on that money. It's safe because it's not going to go down with the market if it's in an, uh, an investment account or yep. a brokerage account. But because it's in an actual bank account, you can get to it if you're not at home. Emergencies aren't always going to happen when you're within walking distance of your house. So if you're on vacation and something bad happens, you can uh, access that money. If I need to, I can pull money out of my savings, put it in my checking, go to an ATM, whatever I need to to get to it. Yep. So that's why you should have one and where you should keep it. Let's talk about how to build it. How did you get your emergency fund built up quickly? What would you recommend to listeners who are saying, okay, I see the value in an emergency fund, but I don't have, I have not much saved at all, maybe less than a month right now. And an emergency could have, you could lose your job in a few weeks, right? We're not ready for it. The fear mongering. Yeah. So we, you know, looping back to the budgeting episode, that 50, 30, 20 split where 20% of your income should be going to goals, financial goals. Your emergency fund is the first piece of those financial goals. Um, especially if you have less than a month, you should probably be putting all of that 20% goals piece of your budget to the emergency fund. And you know, that's where I that's where I started off. Or I shouldn't say that's where I started off because I wasn't using a 50-30-20 budget. I wasn't really using much of a budget at all when I was first working on getting to that one month. And it was sort of at the end of the month, like if I had some like pennies left over, I would throw them into the bank account. And it, right. it took me a long time. And I was lucky nothing happened during that time um, because I wasn't definitely wasn't ready for an emergency. Um, but I, eventually when I was sitting on that one month account for a while, and I realized I needed to get serious and, you know, about a few different facets of my personal finance. And I got on the 50, 30, 20 budget. I, I put all of that 20%, except for my 401k match. The rest of that 20% goals piece of my budget all went to the emergency fund until I got to that three month mark. And now, you know, now that I'm at a little over three months and working on building it up more. This will make a little more sense once we get into retirement episode upcoming, but I make sure I get the employer match, my 401k, uh, maxing out my Roth IRA, and the rest is going to my emergency fund as I work up to get to that six-month mark. It's two sides of an equation, right? If, if the personal finance equation is income or paycheck minus expenses or bills equals your savings or your goals, then you can either increase your income or decrease your expenses to get more money for savings. So the way I've kind of done it is I've tried to find like side hustles, like driving for Uber or DoorDash to increase the emergency fund or mm -hmm. for any other goal that you have, it, it applies the same. Emergency fund's the first one that you should build. But if you're trying to 
find more money, you can either increase your income. That's not always easy to do if you're working a full-time job. So the other option is find a way to reduce your expenses. Can you live any cheaper than you are right now? Can you pull back on some of your wants? The needs are tougher to do in the short term, but if you can find a way to pull back on some of your wants, all that wants money can go towards your savings and sacrificing that for a little bit can give you some real peace of mind in having an emergency fund built up. That's how I got mine built up. Yeah, absolutely. And we were talking about expenses and income. And let's say you, you are making enough, you have enough of an income, your expenses are low enough where you do have the money available to put to your emergency fund. But how do you actually make sure that that money ends up in the savings account? Like I know it's easy to see that money sitting there in your, your checking account or see that paycheck and think about all of the things that 20% of it could go towards instead of your emergency fund. Yep. So one thing you can do is the automatic transfers from your bank account to your savings account. But one thing that you showed me is that you can even, before it gets into your checking account, some companies or wherever you're getting your paycheck from will let you split a direct deposit so that it's going directly to the savings account before it even hits your checking account. Yep, that's what I like to do. Once you know, once you're on a schedule and you know how much you're going to be putting into savings, super easy as long as your employer lets you. It's it's very handy to just put that money directly from your paycheck into that savings account. Um, I know I used to, and not everyone is going to keep such a hawkish eye on their bank accounts, um, but I, I like to check it regularly. I'm big on data. I'm a numbers geek. Like I like to see the the bar chart and watch my bank account grow. Yeah. And I, I was really getting annoyed seeing my bank account spike on, or I see my checking account spike with the paycheck and then seeing a big chunk of it come out of it immediately afterwards. And, you know, it's a silly thing. It, it probably makes sense to some of you listening, my, maybe not everyone, but splitting that money directly from my paycheck into the two accounts meant that I'm seeing two accounts steadily grow instead of one of them kind of bouncing around as the other one keeps growing. It's the personal part of personal finance, right? Like yeah. we are people and we kind of have to play these mental psychological games with ourselves to be able to do this. It's tough to have money in an account that you can't touch or use. And so that's why we say keep it in its own separate account so you don't touch it and stay away from it because you only want to use the emergency fund when an emergency actually happens. Wait for an actual emergency because you're going to kick yourself if you spend it on a new iPhone and then you lose your job and you don't, you can't pay rent. Yeah, absolutely. And that, that's, you know, one last piece I think that we wanted to cover in this section about, about actually building the fund is like big one-time inflows. Yeah. And so like, that's like tax refund, or if you get, uh, you know, a quarterly or an annual bonus or something like that, where you're not, it's not a piece of that monthly income that you've broken down. And that's, again, that was, that was kind of advice for me for a little bit. I looked forward to that tax refund and I would, I would spend it on a vacation or like a, a new computer or something like this. I was definitely in a, in a treat yourself mentality. But if you can stomach it, then that can sidestep that equation I was talking about. It's, it is income, 
but it's not your regular paycheck that you are expecting as part of your expenses and all that, it can kind of just go right to savings. Yeah, because you know that like that that Costa Rica vacation I went on was was super nice that I paid for my, with my tax refund, but there was, you know, there was a little little voice in the back of my mind while I was there that, you know, if if I get laid off next week after I get back from this vacation, I'm screwed. Yeah. Like I probably shouldn't be here. I probably should have put that money like been responsible with it. So, once I got in the habit or once I really internalized the importance of building that emergency fund up, I was able to put a few of those big one-time expenses, or sorry, a few of those big one-time inflows into the emergency fund and got to a more comfortable spot. And I was able to go back to then spending them on splurges on myself, on on fun things. And I was able to enjoy them more knowing that it didn't matter what happened afterwards. I I was still going to be covered and set in an emergency. Yeah. I'm back on why you should have one, but the peace of mind of having an emergency fund is so underrated. It's it's yeah. really nice to uh, have that money there again, it was, as a buffer. Yeah, it was one of the, I think I talked about this in, in the intro episode, but what got me into personal finance and it, the the reduction in underlying anxiety that I didn't realize was even there. And the emergency fund is a big piece of that. Yep. Um, I, I think more people have sort of an elevated anxiety level that they don't aren't even aren't even aware of just because they know they're screwed if an emergency happens. What was the statistic on on savings? What percentage of people don't have? Yeah, I, I was savings. Twenty three percent. Yeah, of Americans have zero savings, and I think the number was forty eight percent. Like close to fifty have less than a thousand. Yeah, that's crazy stressful. Yeah, it's not necessarily all of those people's fault. Um, you know, there, there's a lot of economic factors at play and some people are just set up to never be in a position to not be living like that. Right. And, and part of that is a lack of education, you know, a lack of skills, a lack of knowledge about these things and lacking the means to increase income and, and have those opportunities to even save in the first place. Yep. But a lot, a lot of that, and I think we know from our personal lives, you know, our friends, people we went to school with, our, our siblings and their friends, there's a lot of people that could be saving or could have a healthy emergency fund and aren't. I know people who have high salaries, make a lot of money, but live paycheck to paycheck. Yeah. Just because of the lifestyle creep of having all of your money go towards either you're increasing your needs and you're you're getting a nicer car or living in a nicer apartment as you make more money or your wants are going up and you're spending more money eating out or going on trips or whatever and you're forgetting about that savings part. Yeah. It really all comes like that keeping up with the Joneses attitude, yeah. right? It, it's infectious and and when the people around you are also so willing to go into debt, you know, it, it makes it a lot easier for you to too. Where it's like, oh well, this this seems to be socially acceptable. So we talked about why you should have one, how to build it up. Let's get into the actual takeaways. Like, what do we want listeners to do coming out of listening to this episode? Well, I think number one is you need to have a place to put the emergency fund. Even if you're not, maybe maybe you're only going to be able to put five dollars this month towards the emergency fund. 
you should have a place to put it so you can see it grow. So if you don't have a savings account, open one with the understanding that that's going to be the home for your emergency fund. And then set a goal. What are you working towards? What's your light at the end of the tunnel for this this buffer and this peace of mind that you're building? Add up your expenses for a few months. Like, what does it cost you to live? And how long would it take you to get a new job if you lost it, do you think? And going back to the beginning, which is what sorts of things do you have in your life that could go wrong, emergencies that might come up? If your furnace is really old, for example, uh, you may want to plan a little bit more in the emergency fund for that. So set a goal, something to work towards. Yeah, and that's that's something, you know, some people will say, oh, I have a pet and they'll they'll try to calculate out or look up statistics on how much they can cost annually. I, as far as calculating how much is my emergency fund, I don't try to get too stressed out about breaking it down to the exact cent and what I might need. So like, I, I look at it as, all right, I, I have a pet now. Like, let, let me just add an extra month of expenses to yeah. the emergency fund. I, I always look at how much I need to add as you know a function of my monthly expenses. Right. And so you have your goal, then you need to figure out where you can find money to put towards it. And we talked about either increasing your income, using those windfalls, uh, seeing if there's anywhere you can cut from your, your budget, your wants. If you're saving up for other things, like a vacation, and you don't have an emergency fund, maybe it's worth diverting that money to the emergency fund first, like you mentioned, so you don't have the guilt and stress when you're on a trip. These are hard, these are hard decisions. These are hard things to consider. And it's right. Money in general is stressful. Talking about financial emergencies is stressful, just big outflows of money like that. Like, right, spending a lot of money can be stressful even if, when it's something you want. Like putting down a putting down a big payment on a vacation or something like that can be stressful even when it's good. Never mind thinking about these actual emergencies. We're talking about, you know, pets getting sick, car crashes, loved ones needing support because they're sick, things like that. So recognize that these are all stressful conversations and you know t- also take a step back and and congratulate yourself or at least recognize the hard work you're putting in and, and the fact that it, this short-term anxiety and stress considering these things is going to cause is worth it and you know it's what we're all about with the podcast and no matter how much you have you can start putting a plan together for future success and then congratulate yourself once you do get it, right? Once you get to whatever your goal is, the three months or six months, you should take yourself out to dinner or something. Do something nice. Yeah. You can do this. You can build an emergency fund. And if, for more resources on building an emergency fund, check out our website. It's more sense than dollars.fm. And subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And thank you all so much for listening. You've been listening to the More Sense Than Dollars podcast. And drop us a line at podcast at more sense than dollars.fm. Let us know what you want to hear about, and we'll work it into an upcoming episode.